This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Well, hey guys. Can you, <laughs> can you feel that? <laughs> is it that funny already? <laughs> yeah, just the way you said. <laughs> oh, hey guys. <laughs> hey, there's, there's winds in the east. There's a mist coming in. Like something is brewing. About to begin. Was that it's a- bacon sale. <laughs> <laughs> is that from something? Oh, you don't know what that is? It's no. Mary Poppins. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow, you guys dropped the ball on that. When, when we the, dropped it, the ball. When the east wind blows or something like that, or the north wind blows. Something uh, like yeah, something like that. When your intro blows. Oh, <laughs> that intro was awesome. <laughs> I know. I, I love you, Jake. Yeah, it was. That was a, that was a top tier intro for me. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And it's related to the freaking show. And Jacob. <laughs> Whoa, take it easy. Is it though? It is. Is it? Uh, we'd like to thank you for your feedback on our uh, We Ate Everything at Burger King show. It all made it worth it. Did we do that? Right? What, the feedback made it worth the it? The feedback made the feeding the, worth it. The 17 comments we got was worth the 200 over $200 that we spent. It was on, worth at least the 13 calories we ate. Yeah, they were at least 13 combined. And the hundreds of dollars we spent. Oh, yeah. man. No, actually, I wanted to bring up one of the comments that made me laugh uh, from JT Williams. He Because I don't remember if I remember during the show... I said something about the Burger King meat being made of capybara, and you're like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "It's a rodent." Yeah, it's a it's a big rodent, like at a, you know, it's Portuguese, right? Uh, it's Brazilian. And, okay. But uh, J T. Williams said, "Joel, I have to call you out for the comparison of capybaras to Burger King meat. Having eaten both, I can confirm that capybaras taste way better than Burger King." <laughs> and I said, "Are you serious?" And he says, "He served his mission in Uruguay, close to Brazilian border, and he had capybara and armadillo." What? Which I was like, "That's bizarre." And then he found it, and then he says. Didn't find out until I came home the armadillos carry leprosy. But I could still I still recommend capybaras. And I was like, leprosy, what? Apparently armadillos can carry the leprosy bacteria. Wow. And so you can eat you can get leprosy by eating armadillos. Huh. Well, so. Ken doesn't have to worry about that. That's not a that's an unclean meat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. I don't think armadillos are listed in the Bible. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> those, are those, are no those are not kosher. Those are no way. September shows of biblical our biblical shows. <laughs> I'm looking up right now. Our armadillos kosher. <laughs> we also would like to talk about Patreon.com forward slash bacon cell. We we actually had a meeting tonight where we came up with some new incentives. We're probably going to announce in the next week or so. Yep. Probably next week. Maybe through Facebook Live, but also on the next episode. But we want to come up with some stuff. And considering we're entering the fall season. And yes. fall for us means Halloween. Dun, dun, dun. We're probably going to try so to do excited. like almost, not two months of shows of Halloween, but our incentive is going to be Halloween based. And so please jump on Patreon. We'll be giving information here and especially there. And you'll be entered to win there. And we, we just cannot wait for all of you to take part in our Halloween shows because it's our favorite time of the year. I don't think armadillos really are kosher. Is. I'm looking at this right now. They're not Arm- kosher. I don't think armadillos are kosher. Okay. I, I can never eat one then. You, you just ate lobster tonight. Lobster's not kosher? No. It was imitation lobster. Shellfish. Seinfeld episode? It was kosher imitation lobster. That's a thing, right? I don't think so. Mm. But what are we talking about today, Jacob? Tonight tonight it's time to look into the future, gentlemen. We're going to see what movies are going to suck and what movies are going to be great (laughs) this fall. Not just fall. Fall and winter. Well, yeah, the rest to of the, the year. To the end of the year. To the end of 2018. I noticed that when I was looking things up, I was like, yeah, fall movie preview. And they're like September, October. And I'm like, what about the rest? Yeah, we know yeah. we, we call it fall movie preview sometimes just because that's what people call it. It's like award right. season. Right. Call it these last couple months. Yeah. But it's uh, from September to December. Every movie that comes out, Kent and I have gone through and watched them all. 
and are going to tell you what's good. We went to the future and uh, watched them, and now we're coming back to talk about it. I know. It. It's kind of great, right? Yeah. Although sometimes we get it wrong. Yeah. No, we just we watched a lot of movie previews. Well, for example, so last year we listened to last year's episode where we did the end of 2017 <laughs> movie preview, and mm-hmm. Joel, you you got some real nuggets in that episode. Well, I just had so much fun because the whole premise of last year's end of movie preview was like, okay, guys, we know we're <laughs> all excited <laughs> for two movies for the Last Jedi and Justice uh, Justice League. League, and we said we're, we can't even include those in our top five because they're going to be the number one. Because yeah, it's just unfair. And we had great quotes of Jacob saying like, you know what, I think. This is going to be the best Star Wars ever. And uh, in, in Ryan Johnson's capable hands, this is going to be the best Star Wars movie ever. Did I say ever? Thankfully, I... I, all, I think you said... I think you did say all ever, time. Yeah, Thankfully, maybe. I knew that The Last Jedi was going to be a bad movie. No, so you I could didn't. just predict nope. No, because nope. then you were like, I predict it's going to be it's going to do much better. It's going to be much better than uh, Force Awakens. That was your prediction. Because I liked Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I also never Remember when we used to like Ryan Johnson? That was past tense. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And then Justice League, I'm like, you know, I'm a little worried about Zack Snyder leaving, but, you know, and then Jake was like, Joss Whedon. Hopefully Joss Whedon just cleans it up when it was just an Mm. abomination. It was. So we were so off. And and generally, when we do these movie previews, we we usually do a beginning of the year for the whole year, Mm -hmm. summer, Mm -hmm. and then the end of the year. And we're about three out of five for each one. <laughs> On the bright side, at least Thor Ragnarok was great, like I that expected. Was... <laughs> so good. good. What? I don't think we included it. I think no, we all kind of it, it, didn't, it didn't come up at all. If I brought it up right at the end, I yeah. think. I was like, what about Thor Ragnarok? We haven't even mentioned that. It's just a drinking game, but what Jake we're has, saying is, has to bring up Thor again. It is. But what we're saying is, <laughs> we're going to get it right this time. Are we? Well, we, okay. would like to, first, we would like to be. First of all, let's talk about the summer. Kent? Joel, did you see any movies this summer? I saw the biggest blockbusters of the summer in March and April. <laughs> you did. Oh, and big it, wait, was it April? Yeah, Avengers was April, yep. wasn't it? And black and uh, uh, what was just before that? Black Panther was in February. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like so I saw, saw two Marvel. I saw movies the, big, the biggest summer movies in the spring. Hey, well, there was still Mission Impossible, which I didn't see. Yep. Yeah, so you didn't see Jake? Did you see Mission Impossible? I did. Yeah. Oh, you did. I did. Have we not talked about this? We'll yeah. talk about it later. We'll talk about it offline, as they say. Well, I'm, but I'm intrigued to know because Pick I just felt like I felt like that summer kind of it, it peaked early. Yes, and then it was like, oh, there's not really any big. It big peaked early, and then there was one highlight. Did you guys have in the, the list up? Was summer. there anything in June? Because July was July was Mission Impossible, right? Yeah, and that surely that wasn't the only big title. Okay, guys, you ready? It was, yeah. and don't call me Shirley. June had Ocean's Eight. Yep, that didn't count. And Jurassic Which Park. Which I saw. I didn't see Jurassic. I didn't see Jurassic World. I it, saw Ocean's Eight. It was remarkably lame. Jurassic World. Yeah. Didn't you think so? Yeah. It was. Look, I actually like the style, the filmmaking of the movie, but it's two different movies put together, meant to be a thriller to scare children, and neither one works. Hmm. Yeah. It, it was mishmash. I didn't know what it was. Well, and I didn't see that movie or Mission Impossible or did you see Incredibles? Solo. I did see Incredibles. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't actually see that one. Was it good? I saw Incredibles too. No. Like, okay. I shouldn't no, say no. Yeah, no was, I shouldn't say no. Good. It's not as it, good as the original. Yeah. And that's okay. that's kind of the, the bar it was up there. It goes more blockbuster than like literary. Like it is, there, you don't, there's no substance to it, I guess. Jacob, did you see it. Solo? Yeah. So you guys both saw Solo. Yeah. I had to think because I forgot. I, I was, <laughs> that was one that I was like, yeah, it could be good. And then it wasn't even like the bad press scared me off. I just didn't make time for it and right. then i was like uh i'll wait till clear play makes me review it it was just <laughs> yeah fine i and liked it it was good you but know minus. like yeah it was okay but it's funny because i think a lot of other people did the same thing of like eh, i'll see it when it comes out later yeah, and so no one no one saw it. it lost so much money it made me sad though because it didn't deserve all the 
disinterest that it got. But no, it's but it didn't it didn't turn heads either, which is what it needed to be. This is a summer where some of the biggest movie news was about a movie called Show Dogs and about its naughty (laughs) naughty content. How they had to re-edit the movie, this kid's movie, because it was too Yeah, because everything else came out and just kind of came and went. I mean, Deadpool two, everyone's like, Oh, I saw that. That's that's fine. Pretty choppy on uh, Clearplay, but I saw Uh, there's Ant Man and the Wasp, which is a a big Marvel movie, but which I like that one more than you guys. But yeah, yeah but, I forgot. I forgot it came out. But then we had a that did not make an impression. No, I guess. Yeah, no. skyscraper with the rock, Mama Mia two. Oh, I saw skyscraper as well. Yeah, and what did you think about it? It's it was very mediocre. I you know so yeah. that's just basically I, watching the rock. It's like the most interesting thing in that movie was how well built the rock is for how old he is. Right? It's just <laughs> Take like it it's easy. like man, dude, you're tough. That's, like, that's basically cool. what every Sylvester Stallone movie is now. Yeah, yeah. that's your story. Like but no, and so that's, that's just it, listener. We did a lot of bacon bits this past summer mm-hmm. of uh, movie reviews, and it's not because Kent was ditching us for his social life. It's because all it's the movies not, were just mediocre. It's not just because of that. I think is what it's you mean to say. Just because of that. <laughs> hey, I took the listener to Mission Impossible, which was the highlight of the summer. You took the it's listener true. to the best movie of the, the summer. The best movie of the summer, and I'm who'd so glad you picked that though. Like that, out of all the movies that came out, that was going to be the best one. She actually requested a whole bunch of movies, and all the movies she'd picked before were just mediocre ones, like Solo or Jurassic World. And I'm like, let's do Mission Impossible, and it turned out to be such a reward for us both. So it was awesome. Did you hear that, Joel? That Kent's the reason we didn't get to go to that. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it's the not listener. The, not Blame the listener. The listener. No, no, no it wasn't I'm not blaming the listener. No, no it's definitely the listener's fault. One of the one of the perks of being the listener is that we don't blame you for things. Oh, really? Yeah. Now we can blame Sam, though. Okay. Want. Yeah. Blame Sam. Thanks a lot, Sam. Listener and emeritus. I would give this summer, considering I saw a lot. Oh, actually, there was a highlight here. I'm going to take a little minute, but Alpha was pretty good. Oh, the, That's not summer. Oh, I guess it, it still was. Is. It came it's out August. a month ago. Yeah. Alpha it dogs. Was, it was the movie about the dog and the cave boy. And it actually ended up being pretty solid, or like an IMAX experience. But was it solid because it was a good movie, or was it solid because your expectations were so low that even passable would be good? Yes. The second one. (laughs) Okay. But leaning towards like a cool survival movie experience. But as far as the summer goes, but and remember, I wasn't the biggest fan of Infinity War, but it was a big summer spectacle, so I have to respect it for that. But I give this summer probably a C-. minus. There wasn't a lot. Yeah. I'm playing my hand here a bit, if I may. Okay. Four Kings. I feel like the end of year is lacking as well. Then would you say the whole year is lacking? This may be, well, maybe, maybe they did. The movie that peaked early because I, I was looking at the list of movies that are coming out from September to December of 2018. And I kept looking at it going, man, there's not a lot of like big tent pole, you know, booming blockbuster movies here. Right. And it kind of was disappointing. And then I started looking at all the hipster ones that you enjoy <laughs> And sure. as I was looking through them, I'm like, ah, a lot of these aren't, you know, my, my, my interest is passing at best on some of these. Yeah. And yet I did, I was able to compile a list of movies I was excited for. But even then, it's not like I'm like chomping at the bit to see them. It's like, oh yeah, when that comes out, I'll be excited for right. it. Right. Well, even a lot of the, you typically Sundance movies will be screened in October, November, and they'll be like the Oscar winners. Hopefully. Now, when you say that, you're, you're saying that movies that were shown at Sundance back yes. in January. And then purchased. Then purchased by a distributor will kind then, of sit on the shelf for a while. And yes. then they release them right before Oscar season. Exactly. Now, why, really, why do they do that? Why do they wait so long? Because they, they know they're solid and Oscar season is October through December. And they know that, you know, Academy voters have like the low short term memory. And so, yes, they have to uh, vote for a movie they just barely saw. So when you say Academy Award season, like any movie in the year could be nominated. Yeah, but think about it. But they primarily release them at the end of the year, so yes. it'll be fresh, fresh in the mind of the Academy totally. members. Yes. And there really aren't any of those movies, except for maybe one or two, which we'll mention. 
Joel, I have to both agree with you and disagree because the end of the year, it's like, yeah, there's no huge, well, there's not, no, there's actually a couple. I mean, Aquaman, Mary Poppins, these are pretty big headliners. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, you just put Aquaman and Mary Poppins I, I like as the tw- ten poles. It's 2018 the, those are big. and you mentioned Mary Poppins and the guy who talks to fish okay, as seriously. the two biggest movies. Well, what's bigger than Mary Poppins though, honestly? No, but when, you have, when you have the boom pow of like last year when it's like a Star Wars one and a DC one. Yeah. And then this came out. And, and this year like, we have a Harry Potter sequel, sort of. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is there's a lot of diversity. Like, there's tons of, like like you said, it's kind of interesting. There's, like, a lot that I'm like, okay, there's a lot of potential here. There's no huge tent poles, but I almost prefer that because when we have Justice League coming up, and I'm all like, oh, this is going to be awesome, and then I get Justice League, right? Right, right. This time, I'm like, I don't know. Is the Predator going to be good? No. Let's find out. No, it's not. It's Shane Black. I, I kind of wonder. It, no, and Shane Black was in the original movie. What? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the guy with glasses in the original movie. He's like one of the main team. He gets skinned. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. So he's coming back to it. And, th- and that from, part's cool. From the guy who was in the first Predator. <laughs> no, but he's done stuff so yes, He's actually quite talented. Yeah, he's he's very talented directed the most guy. Christmassy movie of all time. Yeah. yeah he did Die Hard? Incredible. No, he didn't do Die Hard. Die Hard, according he, to Bruce Willis, is I, not a Christmas I, movie. But then what did he say after didn't that? Didn't he just write? I don't remember. He said something really think, naughty. Did, he didn't direct those, did he? No, he he directed. Uh, no, did he write or direct? I think he just wrote. He directed Iron Man three. Iron Man three, but he also has directed some nice guys. Yeah, you know, nice guys. And, and we're not talking about Shane Black today, guys. This, this is Shane Black oh, yeah. episode. It was, it was Richard Donner who directed. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, Richard. Yeah. Donner. He wrote it. Anyway, but Jacob, I agree with you, and I disagree with you because I I like it when Hollywood is able to put forth original content that isn't a sequel right? or prequel no, or yeah. reboot. There is, a bit but of if that, you though. look at these movies. Yeah. It's a sequel, prequel, or reboot. It's just not one of the big ones. Well, I actually think it's kind of weird, too, because the end of the year, we were talking about Oscar season. I can only see just a handful of movies that could be nominated if they turn out to be good. And I remember last year, we had the same problem where we were thinking, what's going to be the big big movie? Shape of Water? Who expected that to be an you, Oscar winner? You were one like, that's one of my most anticipated, because I was, like people who love fish. But who would have thought a fish love movie would have won the Oscar for Best Picture? Blub, blub, kiss, kiss. Because sometimes <laughs> there's movies like 12 Years a Slave <laughs> where you know it's going to win the Oscar. There's a couple of Oscar bait ones in here that I was like, eh, yeah. that's probably going to get a nomination, but it was not one of any that I was looking forward to. You know, guys, we need to just go ahead and start, because I want to start bringing up titles, but that's the whole point of the list. So, All yeah. Right. Let's do it. So we're going to bring up our uh, top five most anticipated for the rest of the year. And then we are going to bring up our bottom five. Least anticipated. So movies we're looking forward to. Do we hope they bomb? We hope they bomb. Or is that mean spirited? No, that's the spirit I went into it was like, I hope these ones bomb. (laughs) That sounds so mean, especially for the ones I picked. It's like these people that have put years in their life into these things. Or maybe three days. Yeah. Or maybe three days in some cases. (laughs) Exactly. We'll get there. Okay. So so I'm going to start first. So and it's still going number five most anticipated. Kent. Exactly. My fifth most anticipated movie of the year is Creed 2. Really? Creed came out which is three the se- years ago. Which is a sequel to a spinoff of a sequel. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just making sure we're on the page yeah. here. Yeah, that's right. It is an extension hey, Creed, of the Rocky Creed was franchise. Good, Creed, no, Creed was good because yeah. it was a surprise. It was a surprise. You going to read the synopsis? Yes, I am. Under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa. Tutelage. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Newly crowned light heavyweight champion Adonis Creed faces off against Victor Drago. I can't believe you did not do that. The son of Ivan Drago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that no, see, so I, that's that's no, why I'm off this you, boat, Kent. You should not be surprised here, though. I'm I'm off this boat as soon as they said, oh, yeah, it's uh, Apollo, Apollo Creed's son, sure. Adonis Creed. First of all, I never liked the Adonis thing. And secondly, when they're like, Drago's back, I'm like, what? 
It's Victor Drago instead My of son Ivan Drago. Must break you. No. But here is why this is going to be hopefully great because the second best Rocky movie is Rocky Four. And they are so they are Wait, jumping. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the first? It's Rocky. No. R- Rocky's not the best Rocky movie? Well, okay. Yeah, what the is, Oscar are we, winner are we going, Rocky? Are we going with best here or are we going with best. coolest? Okay, it goes best, best and coolest. Best. So best is definitely okay, so don't say second best. Just say best and then coolest. Okay, best and coolest. <laughs> this will be the second coolest Creed movie. <laughs> because, yeah, it's stupid to have basically sons face off against each other, but it's Creed. It's lazy. Taking on this. No, no, no. Whoa, hold on. It's lazy. But it's. Who it's, can it, he no, fight? It's gimmicky, is what it is. It's gimmicky, which doesn't actually feel like it belongs in the Creed franchise because the last one was really serious. Right? It was yeah. a drama. I like, think they're going to make up for it, is what they're going to do. Can, right? I, I feel like they're jumping from Rocky because Rocky 1 was yes. a serious drama. Rocky 2 is a serious drama. It was. Rocky 3 got campy. Number 4 is Ultra Camp Awesome. All the way. Ultra Camp Awesome was the subtitle. So <laughs> <laughs> they jumped, though. I feel like they're going from Rocky 1 to Rocky 4 in one move. You're right. It doesn't feel like it fits, but at the same time, I don't want to sit through four movies of creed being real heavy and morose only to get to the ultra camp awesome like okay. this feels like it's, it's just jumping you don't want to see way. fat apollo no no i do not okay. but and also fat. sylvester stallone stark in that preference yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fat lee yeah yeah Adama. yeah so here's the thing though i mean we're gonna see dolph Lundgren and sylvester stallone on, on screen together they're not really the greatest actors when they're on screen together even though stallone does a great job in these movies they're just gonna stare at each other too Right. They're not going to have long conversations. They're just going to stare at each other from across the ring. But think about it. This is where lives are threatened. And if you've seen the trailer, it gives some stakes to what he's like. You have um, Creed's he eats girlfriend. stakes as he's training. Yeah. From Outback Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even his girlfriend is like, no, you shouldn't do this. Like, why? What is the need? Why would you fight? Because if you don't know, spoiler alert for Rocky Four. Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed in an exhibition boxing match yes. in the ring. Yes. He just hits him too many times and Apollo's too old and can't take it. And Dolph Lundgren's been juicing up on steroids. Yep. And Think so they're just playing up that fact we have, again. We have unrest with the Russia in U.S. right now. This could be the second most American movie of all time after Rocky IV. <laughs> and, and honestly, here's the thing. If this movie's overly serious and doesn't have four montages, I'll actually be disappointed. It's going to be it bad. It could be serious. And, and I'm hoping there's, and it, it will be serious because the, the filmmakers know what they're doing. They actually yeah. have like a formula to follow after Creed. But probably actually, be. I think boxing movies are pretty cool, even when they're campy. It's I a am, sequel to a spinoff of a sequel. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't mean it's bad. I'm just saying <laughs> Dude, reaching inception if, levels of reboots here. If there's any series that can pull this off. It's the Rocky franchise, because even after Rocky V, which ruined the entire thing, Rocky Balboa came out, and it's about a video game, but it's still a cool movie. And then Creed came out, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I love this. I love the whole but tie the Rocky, in the love letter. The Rocky franchise has a history of hits and misses. Mostly hits. Like, this one's Mostly good. Hits. This one's bad. This one's good. No, there's just like one bad one, really. Three isn't great. No, three's fun, though. Three's fun. Three Clubberlings. Wasn't that called? It's just cool. Is that the one? Is like the coolest one. <laughs> the fourth one is the coolest. It's got the best. It's got, awesome. the, it's got eye of the tiger going for it. So yeah. okay. For so that is my number five right. choice, Joel. 
Uh, my number five comes out December 21st, and it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, and it's Welcome to Marwin. Oh, my gosh. Really? You hipster. I would pay money here? not to have to watch that. Oh, what? Just his weird face in the cover. I don't like it. It's unnatural. Wait, Steve Carell's face? What? Yeah. You hate, you hate his face? Yeah. It's Because it's, it's all plasticky. He's a the... silver fox, according to Lindsay. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, so I'm going to read the plot synopsis here, as I do in my movie trailer voice. A victim of a brutal attack finds a unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet to help him through his recovery process. This does not seem like a movie you would pick. No, but here's the thing. What are you, me? <laughs> is I watched I watched the trailer and it's uh, Steve, Steve Carell plays this guy who's brutally attacked and he copes by kind of setting up these little uh, sets of dolls. Yes. And then like playing with them to kind of reenact fears and things like that. And he it's so Steve Carell in a more serious role, which he does pretty well with serious roles. And then it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who directed Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, and a lot of bad ones. He did Flight. have a lot of bad ones, sure. Flight was mediocre. I hated Flight. But I just hated, feel like... Really? Hated. Huh. I but he did The Walk, it. which I really liked. Oh. Was that... That's the... Yeah, the, with the... Yeah. Uh, Man on Wire. Man on Wire. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But I feel like Welcome to Marwin is one that looked creative and unique enough that I'm like, okay, this one, this one could be fun. And then when I saw it was directed by Robert Zemeckis, I went... I'm in. I'm, I'm excited. Is it, is for this it the one. Wes Anderson like quirk vibe that you like about it? It's a little bit that. It's a. It's a little. It's something original, it which I, I like seeing original content. And this feels. It's not a reboot. It's not a sequel. It's not a remake. This is an original story, and it could be told in an interesting way. Well, it's a biography, right? Isn't it? It's based on real. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Well, not yeah. Who? What is it? Like your neighbor across the street who's just weird and collects dolls? Is it based on him? <laughs> like <laughs> pretty much. Right? Although I'm gonna feel really bad if it's about a man who's truly been struggling. No, I'm sure that's what it. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Oh, inspired by Jeff Mel- Melberg's 2010 documentary Marwin Call. Ken's a jerk. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> but you can make documentaries about anyone these days. So <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. But yeah, no, I, I feel like this one, it just intrigued me. Like when I saw the trailer, I went, okay, this is unique enough. I, I would like to see this movie. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm turned off by it because it makes me, it's sad. It makes me feel sad. Like guy is trying to emotionally cope with things. So he makes dolls and, and it's just. Ugh, it's but then there's puppet it's a little too close to hum, home. Exactly. Exactly. It's like robot chicken style I, mayhem. At home, I have, I have dolls that I've carved out that look like you guys. So I can reenact the show so uh, they go better. Well, we, yeah. we gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> Jake, you stay here in the bacon cave. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> awkward. It's my number four is probably my most mainstream one. Oh, I think you're going to put my list to shame. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Joel's gone hipster. Comes yeah, out is. October 5th, and it is Venom. Okay. So I chose Venom. Not because I'm a huge Venom fan, because he is like, you know, the lesser of Spider-Man's villains. Uh, he's not the arch nemesis at all. He is definitely not Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Not Green Goblin either. Well, I'll just read the, the plot synopsis here. When Eddie Brock acquires the power of a symbiote, he will have to release his alter ego Venom to save his life. Uh, this is starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Woody Harrelson. Uh, it's directed by Ruben Fleischer, who directed Zombieland. And yeah. that's what tipped me. Okay. Is Zombieland was just this good combination of horror and comedy. And not that there was a lot of comedy in the trailer for Venom. No. And it's attempted well, comedy. Well, sure there was. He had a little speech. <laughs> That's the problem. To the guy in the gas station. <laughs> That's the problem is when they tried for humor, it didn't quite land. But I still... It landed like a turd in the wind. What do you mean? 
That's, that's so bizarre. I like that I can get away with that if I'm quoting a movie. Yeah. But that's just it, Ken. Is I, I, I feel like having seen Spider-Man 3, having seen what Venom was like before, this Venom looked much more menacing. Yeah. And uh, powerful, more right. so than uh, Topher Grace, which I actually like Topher Grace. I have oh, no issue with him. I do. But as Venom, it just wasn't working. Is it his face, Kent? Or? Yeah. Well, it's the fact that they show his face so much. I know. It's kind of a bummer. This Venom looks like Venom. It looks like the comic for Venom or the animated series Venom. And I'm hoping, because there's that part in the trailer when half of his face, half of the Venom face comes down, you can see Tom Hardy inside. Yeah. And he's like, we are Venom. And I thought to myself, I hope they don't do that. I hope they just let Venom be Venom because that's what people want to see. Well, I'm quite curious as to where they're going because they want to establish this Spider-Man universe outside of the Marvel rights. Yes. It'd be interesting to see how Sony does this. Because like, they want him to be an anti-hero. Right. And they want him to fight other symbiotes. But like, then where do you go from there? Because gener- I mean, you're going to have to have Venom face off against Tom Holland at some point. He has to then, face off against Spider-Man. Then what? Then what happens? Who do you cheer for? But that's that's probably the point. That's the one thing I'm concerned about. That's that's kind of why I'm, it's lesser on the list. Okay, is because I'm concerned that they're going to try to make like I do like the tagline: "The world has enough superheroes." Right. When that came on, I was like, "Yes, that's a good sentiment to play off of." But Venom's a bad guy. Yeah. And he's got to be a bad guy. This has to be kind of like a, a split scenario where he's just a bad guy. And you hope that down the road he gets caught. And so, but I'm hoping when they come together, when Sony and Marvel hopefully come together with a Spider-Man Venom matchup, that it will be a bad guy versus a good guy and not a bad guy who's trying to be a good guy, but he can't resist the bad. It, that's what's going to happen. That's though. totally what's going to happen. What's this rated, Joel? Uh, right now, it's between a PG-13 and an R. Yeah, I hadn't heard the official thing. Yeah, they... they please be R. They want it... Uh, <laughs> please. They want, please be PG-13. Please be rated R. They want it to be PG-13 so that they can dovetail it into the Marvel Universe without without He chews heads off. Kent, he's a comic book character. Yeah, they, but he's Venom. They he's did a, it. He's a killer. Kent... Let me let me just put point this out here is that they did Venom perfectly fine as a PG rating in the cartoon. In a cartoon though. Right. And I'm saying that they can do it if they can do a PG in a cartoon, they can do a PG thirteen in a live action. You see this trailer and he, he is like there are so many thugs coming against him and you know he's killing them. Yeah. But they're gonna show it like off screen. The Basically, dark- if I see a the Meg version right. of Venom where it's just like real, just there's no blood. But what if it's I'll be more, really disappointed? But what if it's more of a dark knight version where it's it's violent? But it's not. I don't gory. expect someone like Ruben Fleischer to make the Dark Knight. No, no, no. But I'm saying you can show violence, you can show death, yeah. and not be excessive about it. And so I don't. I, I actually don't care what the rating will be. Right. But I, I know a lot of people will be mad if they made it PG-13, and I'm not one of them because I'm like, eh, it's fine if they if they can well, no, make it. No, I can see why you'd want it. To but be if, PG-13. if they can make a decent movie and do the character justice and keep it PG-13, I'm all for that. Yeah. And also the tone seems a bit weird. Like from the trailer, it seems like honestly, and this would be wish fulfillment. I would squee in the theater if I saw Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man go up against this Venom because it looks like it belongs. Like yeah. visually. Well, it's the Sony universe. It looks like the amazing Spider-Man tone. I just wish you could squee, but I don't think it's going to happen. We're going to have to watch Split again. Yeah. Would you imagine? Can you imagine if they brought Andrew Garfield back for oh, their I own would die. Spider-Man? I would die. Uh, see, I'm almost squeeing right There's now. There's no <laughs> way, though. There's no way that Marvel would be like, yeah. Go squee. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, it's better to imagine. There's no. <laughs> was it? <laughs> so was Venom. Um, but there's no way they're going to let Andrew Garfield. They're, they're going to say, Tony, you have your own super or your own yeah. Spider-Man. We're going to have our Spider-Man. Especially because of, you know, the dissolution of that relationship between Andrew Garfield yes. and Tony. Yes. Yeah, they're going to. But it would be fun because it does seem like it belongs in that universe. If Andrew Garfield was still, we're still playing, playing Spider-Man. 
I think it'd be a good fit. I have hopes for it. Or he shows up and, and then Venom kills him. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Even that. Oh my gosh. Right at the beginning, be he shocking. just bites off Andrew Garfield's head. Even that, I would be stoked. All right. So my number four is Halloween. Comes out October Seriously? 19th. Wait, the remake of you the guys, reboot of the sequel? You guys keep surprising me. I'm kind of a reboot, reboot, remake, sequel guy. This is seriously like the third, <laughs> no, you're not. The third remake of this movie? Yeah. Hold on, though. Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation, or second, with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Which brings up a question. Please ask. Does this Is this a direct following of the first Halloween or a Halloween 2? John Carpenter said this is Halloween 2. This follows literally one movie, and that is Halloween. Even though, and I know there's many sequels here, especially uh, Halloween 3, yeah, which is one witch. of the best, but Halloween H2O was actually a really great sequel on its own to the first Halloween because H2O, it's Halloween 20 years later, where she's like uh, working at a college. Yeah, so Laurie Strode they've already is. had Laurie Strode come back once and, in this and franchise. And now it's been 20 years Jamie later. And, and Grant, she was killed in the very next movie in a really stupid Halloween movie. But now it's 20 years later. If they just erased that set, that movie where she died, I wish they continued there because this is saying she was tormented 40 years ago. Her brother went away and now she's ready for him to come back. But here's my problem. Sure. Is that Halloween 2 literally picks up right where Halloween 1 left off. Yes. And it's not a bad sequel. No. So why not pick up after that? But it's more of the same. I think they want to keep it fresh. And I actually think... <laughs> they want to keep the Halloween I, franchise I know. fresh. Rob Zombie, he tried to keep it fresh no, two years Rob ago. No, Rob Zombie, that was rotten. That was Wasn't not... that two years ago? No, it was 10 years ago. Well, I mean the third sequel to the Rob Zombie reboot. <laughs> Stop that. <sighs> but here's the thing. The trailer appealed to me, and I actually like the writers. Like, I think they actually Who are the writers? Care. So it's uh, David Gordon Green and actually Ooh. Danny McBride. Yeah. I don't love his, him as an actor, but these two, and they're comedic writers, this is a passion project for them to write a follow-up to the first Halloween. They sent it to John Carpenter. He gave his thumbs up. The timeline is so confusing, though. It's so confusing, but look, this movie looks really creepy, and the trailer really sold me. Okay. And, and honestly, the first Halloween is one of the best ha scary movies ever because it's just this standard slasher flick that makes Michael Mer Myers scary in the daytime. Yeah. What movie does that? Which is good. And, and H2O surprising as well. The only thing good to come out of the Halloween franchise post-Halloween, the first movie, is the updated Tyler Bates version of the Halloween theme song. That's okay. It. That's it. Oh, I like H2O, actually. And Silver Shamrock? What's wrong with that? Are you a hater? I just think that I like I like Halloween, the movie. Everything else that came after that, pale in comparison. But still, this is this movie comes out October 19th. It's a week and a half before the actual Halloween day. I love seeing scary movies that actually come out in October. That's always fun. And so this of course, will then be it feels more when they're still in theaters in December and you're like, what you're like see hey, it? yeah, yeah. Okay. It comes out on DVD over Christmas. But for some reason, this movie is and I don't care for like Friday the 13th remakes or Nightmare on Elm Street remakes, but this one, considering who is involved in Jamie Lee Curtis, that it seems like people actually care. Please care. I think it's just you. <laughs> it, it, it might just be me. I just we're I just worried they're gonna Sarah Connor, Laurie Strode, when she's more she's not she's not the tough girl. She's the survivor. Well, that's what's gonna happen. Even the yeah. trailer shows her as this. She's ready. She's been taking gun classes and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. But then you know that's not gonna play out in the movie. You know she's gonna feel confident, and that's not gonna last very I want, long. I want your prediction right now, Kent. Is Laurie Strode gonna live or die? They'll both die together. 
she's going to kill Michael together. Yeah, and she will die. In an embrace? Possibly. Yeah. Their brother and sister. Mm. Could be. It's thematic. I like these predictions because when I go back and listen to this episode a year from now, I'll be you like, can call me out. <laughs> Kent was <laughs> so funny. wrong. All right, Joel. What's your number three? Oh, it does Kent. Oh, Kent. Yep. All right, my number three is so I'm going to go hipster on this one, sort of. It comes out October 12th, and it's Bad Times at the El Royale. This is not hipster. It's the number three most anticipated on IMDb. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Well, good. Fantastic. Directed by Drew Goddard, who did Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, he also he likes he, he did The Good Place. Mm-hmm. You guys love that show, right? I yeah. do. And he wrote for like Lost, Buffy, The Martian, and the Daredevil TV show. The guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Read the synopsis. Seven strangers, each with a secret to bury, meet at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel with a dark past. Over the course of one fateful night, everyone will have a last shot at redemption before everything goes to hell. Dun, dun, dun. Family friendly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. After the dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this trailer, th- this did not make my anticipated or least anticipated list. It's right in the middle for you. It's in the middle because I cannot figure this movie out. That's the point. Yeah, that is and isn't that awesome? But I kind of like that because it it did a trailer right, meaning that it gives you a, f- a feel of what the movie like is like. like it's a and feeling the of the movie without giving too much of the plot away. Yeah, because really, I mean, I read it there, but what I got from the trailer is, you know, Jeff Bridges shows up as, as this priest who probably is quite shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hamm is the hotel manager for a hotel that aligns, like 1950s era, aligns Nevada and California. So you can stay on the Nevada side or the yes. California side, so which So it's got fun. some kitsch and everything is neon lights. And then um, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, yeah. Chris Hemsworth shows up as almost like a cultist sort of killer guy, but you're not sure. Yeah. And everyone has this He's dark dancing in the rain. You can't really yeah. tell what's going on. And that's the great thing about it. And the trailer's so well done. It has the energy that I really want from a movie that's a big surprise. And I'm, yeah, I'm surprised that I didn't even know about this until two months ago. And now it's one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Do you think it's going to be intelligent or just bloody? Both. Both? Yes. Because both would be the right mix, probably, for this (laughs) type of movie, honestly. Probably so. Like, not quite Tarantino bloody or, like, vulgarity or whatnot. But I think as far as, like, the style goes, very close. I hope it's (laughs) PG-13. There's (laughs) there's probably no way that's happening. Considering there's, like, and it looks like a little bit, like, vacancy and also identity combined. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe I got. Yes. Maybe just because they're both at hotels. That is my number three because I'm just so curious about it. The trailer is intriguing. Yes. And it's, it's colorful. It's got music. Like, it's a very intriguing trailer. Yes. One of the better trailers that I watched. Okay. But I couldn't put my finger on the movie, so I couldn't put it in either category. I get that. It so what's your hipster number three, Joel? <laughs> my hipster number three comes out September 21st, and it's a documentary uh, called Love Gilda. <laughs> you did go hipster. I did. Wow. I haven't even heard of this. I'm so, bowing to you, Joel Hilton. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Love Gilda. I'll just read, I'll read the synopsis here. Your next choice I'm not going to do... Breaks the internet, isn't it? <laughs> it has to be. I'm not going to do movie voice in this one because it is a little more somber, but weaving together recently discovered audio tapes, interviews with her friends, rare home movies and diaries read by modern day comedians. Love Gilda offers a unique window into the honest and whimsical world of a beloved performer whose greatest role was sharing her story. So this is the life story of Gilda Radner, which if you don't know who Gilda Radner is, She's one of the funniest comedians I've seen. Like she's yeah. hilarious. She was on Saturday. She was one of the original. I think she was the first cast member who was cast for Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah. And cool. so she was on that first season. One of the greats. I always thought she was hilarious. She did like Rosanna Danaban mm-hmm. and that whole thing. And, and uh, just the nerd sketches I thought were hilarious too. So she was this hilarious comedian. And then she tragically died uh, in 1989. 
and they found just recently some tapes about her and some of her journal entries and they're having people read about them and tell their stories of like all these people who knew her like Chevy Chase and is in it and uh, Martin Short uh, talks about her and then they have like modern comedians uh, like Bill Hader and Melissa McCarthy and Amy Poehler and they're all just kind of reading it reading her story from her own words okay and I put this on here because, first of all, I've always thought Gilda Radner was hilarious, and I think her story is very tragic. The trailer got me emotional. Like, I didn't want to get emotional, but I'm watching this trailer, and I was like, oh, man, this hits close to home. And so then all of a sudden, really? it, okay. became, it became this emotional journey, and I was like, you know why what? Is, why is it close to home? It's just because I, I always kind of had a fan for her, and like hearing her words of what she thought of, because she struggled with uh, eating disorders. Uh, she had cancer later in life. She had some bad relationships. Like, she had a hard life. And, but she was also this, everyone thought she was so funny and outgoing and she had all these issues that no one knew about. So hearing her side of the story from her own words was just kind of touching. Like as a comedian and entertainer, you're generally pretty tortured anyways. That's what she hid so much. Yeah. Although apparently I, I read somewhere when I was doing my research on this, that she was one of the three original cast members of Saturday Night Live who resisted doing cocaine. So resisted, but eventually gave in. Is that what that means? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read that far into it. I just kind of read that. I was like, that's an odd fact. Uh, also family friendly myself. Um, <laughs> Indeed. I like how they just resisted. You know, every now and then. Like, <laughs> they didn't decline like, it. They just <laughs> resisted. Hey, <laughs> yeah. that's noteworthy. I yeah. saw you hesitate. <laughs> you resisted. I'm marking that down. Putting that on Wikipedia in the future. But and I, I don't get to see as many documentaries as I'd like to these days. And so the, the fact that a documentary stood out to me so much, I had to put that as my number three. Did so you see? A Star is Born is your next one probably won't okay. you be my neighbor did you see that one i haven't yet is you it good? should it's great it's gonna make me cry yeah it will okay. Every, everything makes you cry you come on that that's not true it's my namesake after all yeah oh yeah mr rogers Fred, yeah. that's right yeah i should watch it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you should all right my number two it comes out september 21st it's directed by jacques adiard and stars jake gyllenhaal joaquin phoenix and it's called The Sisters Brothers. What a curious choice. I am so proud of you. <laughs> I don't understand what's happened. Is this like reverse night? <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, The Sisters Brothers, if you haven't seen this trailer, well, I'll read the plot synopsis here. In 1850s Oregon, a gold prospector is chased by the infamous duo of assassins, The Sisters Brothers. So it's about these two guys, Jake Gyllenhaal, not Jake Gyllenhaal, excuse me, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley. Uh, they're brothers, The Sisters Brothers, and they're bounty hunters or yeah. assassins. And they go out, and one of the things is this prospector took money from this guy, so they hired them to go hunt him down. I think the prospector is Jake Gyllenhaal, if I remember right. It's I think while, it is as It's well. been a while yes. since I've seen the trailer. But this had a very kind of Coen Brothers-esque feel to me, where it was like a, like a true great Coen Brothers, not like yeah. a Raising Arizona. But it had kind of this weird drama comedy feel. Yeah, I couldn't actually see where the line was. When, when you get John one. C. Riley, you don't know which side you're going to get. Yeah. Because he true. does the drama roles, but he does the goofy comedies too. And it, this is a darker comedy, obviously. It's set in the Old West. And I just, this is one of those that stuck out to me. From the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, what was that movie again with those, with John C. Riley? And I was like, oh yeah, The Sisters Brothers. I watched the trailer again and I thought, yeah, this is one I definitely want to see soon. Yeah. So, The Sisters Brothers. You're really surprising me. Like, it's crazy. I thought this would be like, you know, Mortal Engines and the clock, the house with clock in the walls for you and. You don't know me at all, do you, Jacob? I do. I remember. <laughs> I remember your your previous 2018 choices. changed me, Jacob. <laughs> it has apparently. All right. Well, get, I'm Captain. That, yeah, that wasn't even me last season. That was <laughs> that was Pete oh, the intern. That would me. explain it. That would explain it. The timeline is all screwed up. I don't even know. Yeah. 
well, I'm Captain Franchise, and so my number two is Aquaman. <laughs> Thanks again, Captain Franchise. Yeah, Aquaman is your number four. two? Aquaman is my number two. Crap. Of course it is. We're I know gonna going to match on the number one. So this one comes out December 21st <laughs> with a ton of other movies, but let me read the synopsis. Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. It's Aquaman, he's right? The, he's the heir to the water kingdom on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> water uh, oh, Earth. yeah that's a uh, good job. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, but so we've all seen the trailer. <laughs> I can only watch one. So yeah, that's the only one. Yeah, because you're not allowed to see any th- other spoilers related to this movie. You watched your one trailer. You're done. Yes. No pictures. No synopses. I no reviews. I, I won't. Should I start? Should I unfollow everyone on Twitter? Because I follow the cast and like James Wan, who is the director of this movie. You can follow James too. <laughs> can, can, can you see that <laughs> you win dead, so, jokes. Dead, <laughs> jokes. dead jokes so like i said james wan directs this movie he directed saw insidious the conjuring movie the first two conjuring horror movies. horror horror aquaman and furious seven which is a big blockbuster movie yeah so I, this guy really knows what he's doing he has a style and it's sometimes inconsistent but like he knows how to launch a series that generally has worse sequels or Furious 7, he stepped into a big blockbuster series that was really well established and made a solid movie of its own and added his own style. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually cites this movie, and this is this is what excites me more than the trailer did. He says the adventure films Raiders of the Lost Ark and Romancing the Stone are a major influence on this movie. Robert Zemeckis. So I, I hope that we get more of an adventure movie rather than Reclaim My Kingdom Underwater Battle movie. Rather than Black Panther, the underwater movie. Yeah, but keep in mind, I mean, you know, Aquaman was there first. Just saying. Not in the theaters. Underwater Comics. First. It doesn't matter in theaters, Ken. It's oh, a different oh, world. Oh, oh, it doesn't it's matter? A, no, I'm saying Comics it, don't exist to you? Kent, what I'm saying is... I'm saying if there's an influence... There's the of a magical kingdom that is is hidden from the planet. Kent is Atlantis or Wakanda <laughs> the original? If I may quote you, oh here we go. The slack jawed yokels only care about what came first in theaters. So don't be a slack jawed yokel. So I'm saying the people will be like, this is a rip off of Black Panther, and that's what you've said about four times. That's what they're gonna say. They. Slack of Jokels. <laughs> so are you it's saying true. it's a ripoff of Black Panther? Hold on, let me write this down. <laughs> no, that is not rip a direct off quote from me. Ripoff. And look, and we said it before, and I think we even talked about this in Justice League. I was like, I, I don't think he's a great actor, Jason Momoa. That is, he does have charisma. I remember Jake saying a lot of nice things about Jason Momoa. I remember you saying some very particularly nice things about, about his, his abs. abs. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Just because he has, remind you if you he want. has a 12-pack, there are abs on top of abs. Yeah, where do you want those that on top unhealthy. of? No, that seems unhealthy. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) But I I really hope that this movie, and granted, it's going to be very CG heavy, that we we get something that feels original, even though it's another superhero movie. I hope that Warner Brothers and DC didn't like taint the movie too much. Right. Considering what they did with Justice League. I hope they're giving Aquaman (laughs) some cinematic do here because it's Aquaman. Of course not. (laughs) But it's Aquaman. Whoever thought we'd actually get a legitimate Aquaman movie. That's true. It's probably got a real budget and everything. It does. And if it gets sequels, great. So Aquaman is my number two. It didn't make my top. It didn't make my bottom. So right in the middle as it's well. It's right in the middle. And it's because... This, was it the trailer? It that, was the trailer. Okay. The trailer seems so middle of the road. I've seen this a dozen times that I went, 
eh, this could go either way. Sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. 2018 be Joel has changed. I think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. Honorable mentions, Kent. Honorable mentions. I have Venom, like you said. Also, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which comes out could November. Be could be terrible. Biopics. Could be terrible, and in fact, it was stalled forever because Brian Singer is the director. He came into a lot of trouble, and so Mm -hmm. this one was delayed about six months. So it could be relatively unfinished. It's a really appropriate project for him, though. It is. Because he's a singer? It's just a stylistic singer. Yeah. Stinger. So November 2nd, but I, you know, could be fun because it's Queen music. I hope they just pull it off well. Joel, you're going to hate this, but honorable mention, Fantastic Beast 2. What? Mm -hmm. Just because the trailer looked fine to me, and I like the first one. So that one comes out the 16th of mm-hmm. November. And then finally, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's on my normal mentions. This one really appeals to me because of the art style. The and animation is really interesting. Is this getting one. a theatrical release? Yes. Yeah. And it's animated. This is Phil Lord right? and Chris Miller, who mm-hmm. uh, were kicked off of Solo. Mm-hmm. But they did the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street. Cloudy Kids Meatballs. And I always thought this was kind of a weird project for them, like Spider-Man animated. Okay, good job. But it looks like a comic book on screen. That's okay. what I was going to say. It has a very comic-y style to it, which I like. Yes. And it also had little uh, moments of humor and some really cool shots. Yes. Like Even in the trailer, I was like... That's a good shot. And as we know, I'm obsessed with multiverses, and this movie is all about the Spider-Verse. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know more about Miles Morales as Oh, the, you, you as don't Spider-Man. know much about him? I don't know much. I know, cool I know very basic. Yes. Like, I know the Peter Parker story. It's been done so many times that I'm like, a different story. Let's do that. And we're going to see both in this movie. Yep. Actually, too much. Nicolas Cage is playing one of the Spider-Men. Yeah. The Spider-Man There's going to be a lot of Spider-Men in this one. Or 2099. Yeah, but then um, we're get, we can get real geeky if we want to talk about the Spider-Man. So yeah, I had I had Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I also have Mary Poppins Returns in my under my honorable mentions, Jacob. So it did come up. It's Emily Blunt. How can I not like Emily Blunt? Yeah. It's just a Broadway uh, show. I also have the movie uh, that no one asked for, Mary Poppins Returns. We've been surprised by movies we haven't asked for before. Asked for before. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I also have a simple favor. Which comes out September 14th. Yeah, and it's that the, looks creepy. And I like Blake Lively playing a very different role. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Blake Lively, first of all, she's lovely. Second of all, it seemed like a very intriguing premise, and I want to know more. Like The, the yeah. trailer did a good job of giving me it just took, enough to go, what's going on here? Had kind of a Gone Girl feel to it. I okay. was just going to say, that gave me that sort of yeah. vibe as kind well, which Park I was really impressed by. What? Wicker Park? Did you ever see that one? I didn't see Wicker Park. Okay, you should. But I probably will have to clear play uh, the simple favor. <laughs> yes. And then finally, my honorable mention, Anna and the Apocalypse. Did you watch that trailer, Kent? Listen to you. No, I haven't seen the trailer. So it's a high school zombie musical set during Christmas. So what? think think like a zombie land musical in, in high school era. Like, so they're just covering every base. It, have they listened to Bacon Cell and they're like, oh, let's just compile everything they talk about. It was the most bizarre trailer I'd seen in a while. I'm like, what is this movie? But I went, this could be good. It could be terrible, but it could be good. Okay. So there you go. And then, Ken, you want to say at the same time our number one? Three, two, one. Smallfoot. <laughs> I was really hoping. It's Smallfoot. It's- Guys, you don't understand. It's Yetis who uh-huh. think that humans are the monsters. It's an animated it? movie. We love animated movies. It's got Channing Tatum. I thought it was Bumblebee. Channing Tatum? Yeah, Channing Tatum yeah. or John Cena. They're the same person. Is it, is it John Cena no, or Channing Tatum? No, it's Channing Tatum. Okay, I can't remember. Same person. Yeah. Why would you want to see Channing Tatum like mumble through an animated movie? Because you can imagine his abs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that <laughs> soundbite. But our real number one. Our number one. And dang it, I knew it. I shouldn't have picked it as my number one because now we're going to match. First man. First man. 
comes out October 12th, directed by Damon, Damien Chazelle, who is not Denis Villeneuve. Just, you know. Oh, thank you. Because I made that mistake. I was like, yeah, Denis, he's the guy that directed this and this. No, wrong. Uh, Damien Chazelle. You're a name racist. <laughs> yeah. Namist. Yep. yep. Damien Chazelle is the guy who directed Whiplash and La La Land. Oh, two of the best movies of the past decade? And this Weird. Movie, this movie stars Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, Jason Clark. Uh, now, you did know this one's based on a true story, right? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> okay, good. Not fact, your crazy I'll, neighbor down the street. I'll read the synopsis <laughs> right now. A look at the life of the astronaut Neil Armstrong and the legendary space mission that led him to become the first man to walk on the moon on July 20th, 1969 with a jazz soundtrack. <laughs> Actually, not a musical. Yeah, it's not. Sadly. The jazz soundtrack thing I added in. Because he's so good at it. it but he's going he's to put jazz somewhere in this. It's got to be like his his director trademark. He's gonna, I hope so. I mean, it's, it's going to be set in the late 60s. They got to have jazz playing in the background on a radio somewhere. Yeah. So I saw early word on this movie, and I'm, that's where I'm going to stop reading about this movie. It, it played at the Venice Film Festival, and that's all I'm going to say. I read a review, sort I, of. I, yeah, I saw some ratings as well. Yeah. Yep. Well, and this movie just seemed very interesting, because first of all, I mean, who doesn't want to know the story of the man, first man who walked on the moon? That's a pretty well, Or how Stanley story. Kubrick filmed it. In yeah, a or how they, how they faked yeah. the moon landing. <laughs> um, and secondly, I just think that putting Damien Chazelle in this directorial role just seems like he's going to do something interesting with it like i have faith that he's going to do good but can we talk about worries though because this is his first movie it's it's his third movie but first one where he didn't write the script so i trust him i trust his movies i love his movies but he did not write the script for this one he didn't but we have ryan gosling to look at I mean, he's is no this, Jason Momoa. Is this but. the Man Crush show part two? <laughs> he's the boy next door. Lindsay, come on out. <laughs> but no, this is this is easily the number one. This I think, if it's good, will be one of the forerunners for the Oscar this yeah, year. Yeah, it's obviously Oscar. Even though Damien Chazelle has already got all the love he is needs he gonna get the for Oscar, they're going to give it to some other movie after announcing him. They may do that. Well, that remember, could be it. He won Best Director. He didn't he did. win Best Pic- Picture, but Best Director. And Should so he's, best picture. No, he's, he'll win something for this. He's no stranger to the, um, you know, getting getting awards. But this one really does seem like the kind of movie having a, a biopic and a biopic. I, yeah, I, I say biopic because uh, biopic sounds like an operation. Yeah, it does to me, too. But having something like that that is also incredibly visual on an IMAX screen because mm-hmm. they film much of this on I, for IMAX. And so I can't wait to just see this. And we've all seen space travel done in movies really well. Yes. Even 20 this, some odd years ago. And but, this is building up to that, too. Like it's yes. showing they had to start from the ground up of how they're going to get to space. Yeah. In fact, if I may admit something. Sure. One of the reasons this is my most anticipated is because it kind of gave me this faint reminder of the Quantum Leap episode when Sam has to break the sound barrier. And because they're trying to get to that point. <laughs> what? There's a scene where they're flying through a jet. <laughs> And it maybe remind me of Quantum Leap, and then just like you know, the childhood nostalgia sensors went off, and I was like, okay. okay. Can I ask a question? Sure. If let's say Sam from Quantum Leap, okay, Doctor Sam Beckett, Doctor Sam Beckett jumped into the body of Arthur, Cur- Arthur Curry, who could talk to fish, would Aquaman be your number one most anticipated movie <laughs> of the year? I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> I do. Yes, he would be looking the the water mirror. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Way to own that joke. <laughs> You've made my day. Yes. So, and you kept going. I just did the quantum leap music in bubbles. <laughs> like on the fly. Uh, <laughs> 
He'd been rehearsing. Uh, and the show is over, everybody. <laughs> yeah, let's just nice. close it with it. No, let's get, let's get to the bashing. Okay. This is the fun part. Now, there's a few actually you guys haven't brought up that I really want yeah, to. Yeah, let us know. But wait till we get but, to our bashing. Yeah, yeah because we're going to bash some, and they might be the movies you bring up. Okay, I will wait. Yeah. All right, so I'll start with my number five, least anticipated, or a.k.a. Hope one I want to bomb, is, comes out November 9th, and it's The Grinch. Yeah. Starring Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> Cumberpatch now. That was actually really close. Cumberpatch. So, director by Yero, uh, Yero Cheney, who directed The Secret Life. He was The Secret Life of Pets co-director, so he's directing this one. And Scott Mosier. Plot synopsis, a grumpy Grinch plots to ruin Christmas for the village of Whoville. Too Have soon, we seen guys. that already? Remember when that was form? a great short book or even a great half hour movie? Starring uh, Boris Karloff as all the voices with great music. But you know what I like is when they add filler mm-hmm. like they do with the Lorax. Like they did with... Uh, Oh, I just blanked on it. Horton Hears a Who. Yeah. Like they did with the live action Grinch. Like they're just, it's a, the, we have the original animated Grinch from the 60s. We don't need any other. And this one had a very Despicable Me vibe to it. Yes. Like when he's like just knocking the jelly off the shelf. And I'm like, he didn't want to be around the Whoville people, the Who's in Whoville. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to be up in the mountains. Why are you putting him down in the store shopping with everybody else? I hope we see more of his childhood like we did the live action movie. Oh, we're going to. You know we're going to. Uh. And Benedict Cumberpatch, as much as I think the man has talent and a very good voice, he's not the Grinch. No. And it annoys me that they cast him in that role. I think, I think it's just trying to pull people into a movie that no one had any passion for. Yeah. But remember, Lorax did so well, like four or five, it was probably five, six years ago. Did it do well? Yeah, it really they did. It made, made a lot, lot of money. money. So much money. I'm surprised they've waited this long to make this movie or a Cat in the Hat movie, to be honest with you. I want it to bomb. This probably shows restraint, honestly. Uh, yeah, Which hopefully. Is sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken. All right, my number five is an animated movie as well. <laughs> Smallfoot. Six years after the events of Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph and Vanellope, now friends, discover a Wi-Fi router in their arcade, leading them into a new adventure. The Ooh. internet. Ralph breaks the internet. Not wrecks the internet. We, we've, yeah, Ralph wrecks the internet. Would It's more alliteration, right? Mm-hmm. The trailer is funny. It made me laugh. The rabbit eats the pancakes in an app game. Or the Disney princesses are fun when you put them all together. And they're doing all the original voices, too. Which is really cool. Yeah, they're bringing in, like, everyone really? from Ariel to uh, There's Mandy only, Moore to... I think Cinder- Mandy Moore. Cinderella is the only voice that they well, don't they, have. Well, she passed away, so... Yeah, I'm surprised they couldn't... <laughs> is that insensitive? It's a little insensitive. <laughs> Should I not laugh? No, it's, it's you. But here... <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm not even the biggest fan of Wreck-It Ralph. I think it was a bait and switch. Here's a movie about video games. I mean candy. This movie is like, it's true. let's talk about the internet. I mean Disney internet. Yeah. Look how cool this this Disney internet is. Look at all these cool places that Disney owns. Isn't that, and, and I do appreciate that it's meta. I appreciate that the, the princesses are acting the way that you would imagine them in a big slumber party. It's either all Disney or it's going to turn into the emoji movie. Where yeah. they travel through the phone and through the apps, yeah. and there's little nods to things that will be dated in two weeks. Right. But I will admit, as lackluster as the trailer was, uh, Cinderella smashing her glass slipper to use it as a weapon. Yeah. That was a great moment. No, no. Th- those scenes were great. Right. But once again, it's going to turn into another like car movie mm-hmm. because Vanellope is going to be in another car racing game. Yep. Like, I just don't know where they're going to go with this one. Nor do I really care. I think it'll be visually pretty cool. 
And hopefully the music will be kind of fun. This is the one with the, the first one had Sugar Rush. Yep. The song was probably the best part of that first movie. S-U-G-A-R. So my daughter will really, Jump really like it. your racing car. <laughs> you know, Hollywood has gone underwater. California sank. And so the audio is now. It's all underwater. It's all bubbles. So this sounds harsh, but I didn't care for the first one. And this is a sequel. Well, your past its prime. it's my number five. What's your number four? Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Here's the thing. So this one comes four. out December 21st. And honestly, the trailer sells it pretty well. If this was Transformers 1 mm-hmm. and we saw a story of Bumblebee, like basically a girl and her dog is yeah. kind of what it's selling. Right. It's a one-on-one r- relationship and it almost seems like heartfelt. But then you remember, oh wait, it's the sixth Transformer movie that's <sighs> meant to launch a brand new franchise. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld looks fine in the movie. Bumblebee, the character, is... I really loved him in the first... Trans- loved. I liked him in the first Transformers. <laughs> well, you did say Haley Steinfeld looks fine, too. I yeah, I want, I want some more... Hey, at least I haven't talked about anyone's abs in this show. <laughs> but then... Subtext. <laughs> but then you remember it has John Cena as some military commander. Who? John Cena! (laughs) Then you're like, oh wait, he's basically the dumb version of Mark Wahlberg, if that's even possible. He's a lesser Channing Tatum, is that what you're saying? Yes. (laughs) He is a non-charismatic version of The Rock. Level down to Channing Tatum, level down to John Cena. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh wait, this will be another Transformers movie. And I was really excited because I thought Soundwave was going to be in this movie, Starscream or whatever. But it's just like, oh, it's kind of an origin story in the 1980s, even though you see in the other movies, if they're going to ignore them, Bumblebee save everyone in World War II, and <laughs> Joel just someone spit out his water, or, you know, help the Knights Templar or whatever. I want this movie to fail because I don't want to see any more Transformers movies, but it's going to continue to happen. And also, it could be good because it's directed by Travis Knight, who did Kubo and the Two Strings. Interesting mm-hmm. choice, but just don't succeed. I actually don't want this to be good. Bumblebee. Is that wrong? No. I think that's perfectly acceptable. It won't be good. And I'm not going to see it. You know? <laughs> well, that's that's all Hollywood needs to know. Jacob said he's not going to see it, guys. <laughs> They're out. Scrap it. Do it again. But we finished the movie. Too bad. <laughs> all right. All right, Joel. Uh, my number four is actually Ralph Breaks the Internet. Is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. because... Wow, we're haters. Uh, director Phil Johnson and R- Rich Moore. Rich Moore actually did Wreck-It Ralph and Zootopia. He re- directed the original one. Joel, you hope this fails? Yes, because... Have you no heart? We're in a mater situation. Yeah. Vanilla, v- Vanellope? How's this mater? It's the main character. No, Vanellope was the annoying side character in Wreck-It Ralph. It was about the story of Wreck-It Ralph trying to, you know, be more than he is. Yes. And Vanellope comes along and she's kind of this annoying side character the whole time. I feel like, and I have no basis for this, but I feel like based on the preview that it's going to be the Vanellope story in Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yes. It's going to be more focused on her. And then we're in a Mater situation where Mater was funny in Cars, but then when you put him as the main person in Cars 2, it's no longer funny because the joke is tired. And Sarah Silverman is annoying. So Really that. annoying. And you remember how well Disney does sequels? Let's just leave it there. <laughs> I just feel like this this is pandering. Like at first when they said, you know, a sequel to Wreck Ralph, I was like, I don't know. And then I saw the trailer and I went, pandering. Yeah. Well, this everything is, gets a sequel. Like that's like, just it. Yeah. What's the coolest website out there? Frozen 2 to, is out next year, you know? Yeah. It's not going to be good either. Yeah. So yeah, there's my number four. I'm not going to talk about it much because we're talking about it a lot. So I'm going to go to my number three, which is Robin Hood. Mine too. What? It's Robin Hood. 
You guys could agree. Man, yeah, we I didn't know you didn't agree on the last list at all. The last I list, know. I was going to say the best we weren't at all. Except yeah. the first one, and now this one we're matching Wait, up. Don't you secretly wish they'd make a good Robin Hood, though? They did. In <laughs> 1990. <laughs> so With that Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, Robin Hood, uh, directed by Otto Bathurst, who directed uh, the first episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> the remember, pig episode Remember of Black that Mirror. one, guys? <laughs> Uh, well, do you want to t- tell us more about that episode, Joel? I would, but Claire Play cut out most of it. Vidangel. Vidangel cut out most of it. Good. Yeah. Uh, but this one stars Taron Edgerton, Ben Mendelsohn, Jamie Dornan, and Jamie Foxx. And the ben, IMD plot summary says, yeah. a war-hardened crusader and his Moorish commander mount an audacious revolt against corrupt English. If you don't know Arthurian legend, seriously, just it's it's Arthurian legend. It's Arthur, but extreme. Or Robin Ooh, Hood. It's I like, said Arthur because I keep thinking this is King Arthur too. It basically feels That's like what I, how I feel. Oh it yeah, is. did I say Arthurian legend? Yeah. If you don't know the story of Robin Hood, <laughs> we don't it's even like Joel. Oh man! Just imagine this: it's Robin Hood, but and in slow John. motion, <laughs> flinging arrows. What would you compare this to? It's like it's Robin like Hood Arthur. meets what? A Knight's Tale. A no, knight's no, tale. no, no, no. That is an insult to a Knight's Tale. No, no, tale. no. But that's what I'm saying: is they're trying to be a Knight's Tale, and it's not going to work because they're they're just being a little too kind of like. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're so funny, aren't we? And yeah, I'm like, like, no. Robin Hood meets Fast and the Furious or something. A little bit. Yeah. Like Triple X. That. Yeah, Triple X. That could be it. Because it looks brainless. It doesn't have any of like, it doesn't feel medieval at all. Mm-mm. It feels like it has 90s attitude. Yes. And I'm sorry, why it does it feel dated so fast? Already. And I like Taron Edgerton, but he's not picking some good roles. Yeah. So, yeah. And Ben Mendelsohn, I, who I, I do, like as an actor, he plays a villain in everything he's in. He does. He can't play a good guy. Uh, I want to read the last part because of, he's this, evil. of this IMDb synopsis just because I, I did want to get to it, but I messed up by calling it Arthurian legend. <laughs> Dang it. So it says, you know, Robin Hood, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, uh, in a thrilling, it. action-packed adventure with gritty battlefield exploits, mind-blowing fight choreography, <laughs> and a timeless romance. <laughs> That's the synopsis. That's the IMDb official they synopsis. They are so trying to manipulate the audience with that. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. Uh, Ken, if you don't mind, I'm actually going to do my number two as well right okay. now, just because it's Bumblebee. Oh, it's Bumblebee. Okay. It's Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. My number two I want to bomb yeah. is Bumblebee, and it's just because a lot of what you said, but... Uh, the franchise is tired. It needs to go away. And I fear that if this movie does well, they'll be like, oh, we can do more Transformers yeah. movies. Jazz gets his own movie. It's not. It just, and setting it in the 80s does not make it the beloved Transformers no. of the 80s. And throwing in a Rick roll into the middle of what a trailer that? to be funny just felt dated as soon as it happened. And so I, I was just, a, I don't think it's going to be terrible. I just want it to bomb. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. So there you go. There's my number two. Kent. All right. My number two. Uh, these guys have been in a funny movie for a weird reasons, but I do not look forward to this at all. Holmes and Watson. I knew this was going to be on your list. <laughs> I knew it. This so, is on my top list for sure. So Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Yes. Who were in Step Brothers, which is actually surprisingly hilarious. But, oh, Step Brothers. Yes. Not yes, uh, Step Brothers. Uh, yeah. Also the uh, Ricky Bobby story. Talladega Nights. They are funny together, and honestly, this movie could be funny. It's directed by Eaton Cohen, who did Get Hard. He wrote Get Hard, Madagascar 2, and MIB 3. So mm. not super illustrious. Not a director really knows how to but hone these guys in. What's the last good thing Will Ferrell did? Uh, I like other guys, and 
2006? Which was, yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Did you, you like you Daddy's like, Home? You like Daddy's Home. I did not. I you am. gave it a thumbs up on Bacon Cell I'm taking it off. No, I did not. You did. I promise Why would you, you do did. that? You're off the podcast. No, I didn't. I promise. You did. I didn't. I was like, wow. Dare you gave you. that a thumbs up? That was a mistake. <laughs> I thought it was like a horror movie but or I'm something. Like, okay. 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 <laughs> I, I can put it <laughs> Well, dun, I'm going to read through. Seriously, aside from the Lego movie, which he was kind of in. It's, I'm looking at this and it's like Daddy's Home 2, The House, Zoolander 2, Daddy's Home, Get Hard, Lego Movie. There's the one. Anchorman 2, Legend Continues, The Internship, The Campaign, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, Casa Demi Padre, Megamind, Button of Doom, and then Everything Must Go in Megamind. Probably 2010. Other other guys is there too. Wow. 2010 was his last kind of good run of movies. So huh. the synopsis is as follows, and it's very simple, but a humorous take on Arthur Conan Doyle's classic mysteries featuring Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. So it's Dr. Watson, Dr. Holmes, or Sherlock Holmes, but they're funny this time. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Like, I know they keep trying to push. It's just like Robin Hood. Look, Sherlock this guy, Holmes, he has to do something, you know? He's got to do something. Who if, does? Will Ferrell. If there's, if there's <laughs> like, a, I need something to do. What should okay, I do? Okay, are they going to have British accents? Definitely not. They're not at all. That will be part of the joke, maybe? Probably. If, but if there is a story that is more tired than Robin Hood or Arthurian legend... It's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that yeah. and the rivalry between not even an arch nemesis, but Moriarty. I'm sorry, but in the novels, Moriarty is not an arch nemesis and actually appeared very late Push in the novelizations. Per- nerd uh, okay, here we go. But Ray All Fiennes right. plays in Moriarty, which is fine casting, but who cares does he, have a, does he have a nose in this one? Uh, yeah, I think he does. In Digitally this removed. <laughs> no, he digitally added it. He actually removed it for the Harry, for Harry Potter, Potter movies. Yeah, he took it off so it could be Voldemort. <laughs> And, and like Hugh I'll Laurie, do anything for the role. <laughs> Hugh Laurie is Minecraft uh-huh. and Rebecca Hall is in it as well. But it's just like we've seen the BBC one, which is just drained in quality by now. We've seen the, the Robert Downey Jr. ones, which is going to get another sequel. I think yeah. in yeah. a year and a half. They're right? going to get one more, I think. Which is kind of tired already. It's so dumb. It was tired to begin with. It was. And why do we need to see a humorous take? If they go really rated R, maybe they're going to get a certain audience. Otherwise, people will be like, okay. Except for you said it yourself last year. Uh, rated R, raunchy rated R comedies are not doing as well at the box they're office. They're not. No. And I mean, look at Happy Time Murders, for example. I'll, I'll go awful. see the PG-13 version of this. Yeah. As long as it has been a minute. <laughs> Venom's there, man. <laughs> it's just like a team up. It's the PG-13 universe. <laughs> yeah, it's PG-13 universe. That's how my world works. Yeah, exactly. So I'll give my honorable mentions before we do number ones. Please do. So I have The Silence, which Joel brought to my attention. <laughs> this one comes out December 7th, and no one will hear about this one even when it comes out. Because it's called The Silence? Because it's called The Silence. <laughs> but why can't? Why is that? I a, don't have the synopsis, but it's A Quiet Place, but it's like the Asylum video version, uh-huh. where it's like it's like Atlantic Rim to Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's it, like a knockoff, it feels it's like. It's a total but knockoff. But it starts like Stanley Tucci. But come on. Stanley Tucci. He's in every movie ever. <laughs> It's Stanley true. Tucci was in all the Transform, well, the last two Transformers movies. He was. He likes a paycheck. Wasn't he in? Yeah, he was. He was in. He was the uh, the Merlin character in the Arthurian legend yes. in Transformers. And he's 5. also in Transformers Four. He's like, you guys like music? Here's a Beats pill, and it's like, uh, okay, you've yeah. lost all credibility. But the silence is basically a apocalyptic world where uh, creatures that use sound waves. To kill humanity. Yeah. Or they, use their, they use their special hearing to kill people. So so that sounds original. I also have The Grinch. Can't wait. Because Good. it's The Grinch. And uh, Mary Poppins Returns. What? Because so who cares? Because you hate it's America. It's Emily Blunt. I love Emily Blunt. I actually, this could be good because she does make good casting choices. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Julie Andrews is so great. And that role was so 
perfect as it was. Well, Why they, do we need to see her fly back into town? This it's is not a, a it's remake, not a, though. It's, it's a sequel. Yeah, I know it's, it's a, a sequel. sequel. Who needs to see the extended story of Mary Poppins? I do. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone is... All- <laughs> wow. Actually, I'll agree with you. I did not expect that. <laughs> no, Mary Poppins is gorgeous. I'm going to back up that. <laughs> So you do want to see and and can't don't forget no (laughs) no (laughs) no you get uh, what's his name oh I just blanked on his name with your weird stuff you're just doing (laughs) Hamilton oh Uh, what's his name Joseph Gordon-Levitt no the dude I know it's the guy with three names Uh, people are screaming at us oh my gosh Lin-Manuel Miranda you got it that's it are you sure you didn't just yell was that like some sort of Lin-Manuel Miranda that's his name. His name is Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, so she shows up on the Lower Bert. East Side. Is that where she goes? He's Bert. So why do you hate on this? He's Bert. He's Bert. That seems a little, little trendy. Does it not? It does. But at the same time, he's the new hotness. And okay. he, did, he did great music with Moana. Yeah, he did decent music with Moana. Great music with Moana. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Great. So look, I'm sorry, but I, I just don't care. I mean, it's kind of like Christopher Robin, which I'm sure is a sweet and sentimental movie. But who asked for it? Well, and no, people saw it and they were like, oh, that's cute. But that's it could be a it. surprise. Look at Paddington. No one asked for Paddington and it ended up being actually really good. Yes, that's true. I bet Mary Poppins ended up being good. Yo, you bet. Uh, no, because Disney's, they're smart about this. Like, they don't make a lot of mistakes at this yes, level. Yes, they do. Star Wars. <laughs> yes, they do. How much money did that make? $1.3 billion? About that. Yeah, I don't think it and was a total miss. Which was the, well, why do you think Solo Bomb? Well, that's, that's another show altogether. Yeah. Solo Bomb because Last Jedi, that is all. All right, my uh, my honorable mentions. Uh, first of all, comes out October 19th, Serenity. Hashtag not my serenity. <laughs> because it's about hey. a woman that wants to kill her husband. Not about anything having to do with the verse and brown coats. I, honestly, you, I thought that would be on Ken's top list. I, I seriously glasses. I, it just bugged me that they're naming their movie Serenity when there's a rabid fan base for the movie Serenity that came out into the early 2000s. I actually like, I, I'm okay with thriller movies that belonged in the 90s. I kind of like those movies, but the fact that I saw the whole thing play out in the trailer, I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, they give away a lot in the trailer. Yeah. Also, Creed 2. What? <gasps> what? <laughs> the original Creed was captivating. Now they're cash grabbing. <gasps> He wrote a tagline. Victor Drago. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Nutcracker this in the Four fair. Realms just seems too weird. I thought Disney doesn't make mistakes. I didn't say that. He said that. Yeah. And Jake. then uh, finally. I said about um, big titles. Nobody's Fool by Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. So oh. that one. <laughs> you're like, you just did a search for Tyler Perry. And then did you're you like, just come up with whatever, that title? Whatever, whatever he's doing. Nope, I hope that fails. I, saw, I was scrolling through. I was looking at trailers and I saw Nobody's Fool, but directed by Tyler Perry. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> want that bombed i feel like he just hears I'll, tyler I'll perry hears bombed. words and then says i'm gonna make that movie next week yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just made that right. movie today i can just piece together this footage that i shot in my house and then turn it to a movie yeah so uh you want to go first or you want me to go first i'll go first because i want you to leave with the uh not sour taste because mine is a little overly serious okay actually because i generally go comedies because if comedies fail they are just terrible mm-hmm but this one, I just, I can't be bothered. And it's going to sound awful, but it's... It's probably the same as Joel's. Family Friendly Me, it's on the basis of SEX. <laughs> You're talking about gender there, so it's okay. Yeah, on the basis of sex. How dare you? Family Friendly. <laughs> so this one comes out Christmas, 1225. It is the story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her struggles for Lynn equal Mabel rights. Miranda. Yes. And what she had to overcome in order to become a U.S. Supreme Court justice. There's, this is hero worship. Mm-hmm. This movie is in granted and she's she's still a sitting Supreme Court justice. She is. She's very old and has done a lot of great things on the Supreme Court. But 
who cares about movies about living Supreme Court justices? I mean, I know this is like a, a monumental person, but can we wait 20 years until we just like glorify She'll someone? She'll still be there in 20 years. She will. <laughs> I think she's actually like, oh, I, I was going to get mean, but Psycho, a mother... <laughs> It's been. <laughs> Do you like how I said I'm gonna get mean, and then I just went mean? Do you like how Jacob and I are physically backing away from <laughs> Ken right now? <laughs> but it's directed by Mimi Leader or Mimi Letter, who did Deep Impact and Pay It Forward, and then just TV shows since. Wait, Pay It Forward. So Pay It Forward was this... awful. Deep Impact was bad. Yeah. Why isn't this just in the indifferent column? It just feels a little too. Okay, it feels agenda. honestly, it feels like Jackie, but without the talent behind Jackie. Because okay. Natalie Portman, Jackie did being so the Natalie Portman well, biopic yes, of she Jackie did Onassis. so well in that movie, and that movie was like an Oscar caliber movie. This feels like the same thing coming out a couple days before the end of the year. You know, it's going to get nominated. It will be nominated, but like people that are in it, like and people that are part of it, even the writers are not even that good. I haven't even heard of this actually, and I even went through several lists of most anticipated. I knew it was coming through. Like, is anyone going to know what you're even talking about uh, right at now? The end of the year, yes, because there will be buzz. It's gonna it. be it's gonna be one of those Oscar nominated ones because it fits the it feels like criteria. a it, it's the check boxes for the Academy and I think okay. that's more where it my, may win most popular that's where my animosity <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's where my animosity comes from I'm like okay Oscar grab bag right here yeah yes so that's my number one movie I hope will bomb my number one movie I'm curious that I want to bomb you have surprised me over and over again so I Fantastic Beasts the Crimes of Grindelwald <laughs> oh my now gosh. that's fair. Hey, uh, except that's the Emeritus, one I thought Kent would pick. I'm so sorry. This, this was an honorable mention except of his most honorable anticipated. Mention. Man, yes, of most anticipated. Because what is Bacon saying anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Directed by David Yates, who did Deathly Hallows, Half Blood Prince, Order of the Phoenix. You know, uh, some of those are terrible movies, by the way. It's kind of the lesser Harry Potter's, to yes. be honest, except for the last two. The last two were solid. But no, they were not. I Order think they were the, good. Order of the Phoenix, if anything, was the best of those that you mentioned. Yeah, but uh, I, I really, you guys know I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I've won competitions on the show because <laughs> I love Harry Potter. Not the last one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> love you. Um, <laughs> but this stars Eddie Redmayne, Catherine Watson, Dan Fulger, and Johnny Depp. The summary is the second. This is the summary. The IMDb summary. Watch how lazy just the summary is. The second installment of the Fantastic Beast series set in J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World features the adventure of magizoologist Newt Scamander. That's it? Newt is the wow. most boring character that I, has ever been on screen. Okay. So like I said, I love the Harry Potter books. I love the Harry Potter movies. I love the Harry Potter world. I've been to the studios in London and loved it every minute of it as my wife sat bored next to me the entire time. Wait, this is uh, th that was on you? She didn't even want to go? Well, she went. She was at the Newt's Commander Museum. <laughs> yeah. She went because she loved me. Um, but I have such a passion. And then I watched the original Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yes. Very underwhelmed. Yeah. This That was not my Harry Potter universe. And this movie seems to be doubling down on uh, Newt's Commander, first of all, which is not, he's not an interesting character. And I know it's his franchise. But then Johnny Depp... But it's going somewhere now. But it's not. It's tying in at this point. No, that's just it. They are trying so hard to make this feel like a Harry Potter movie. Showing Hogwarts, showing Dumbledore. Yeah. Trying to make it interesting. But I just can't get behind it. And it feels like... Too little too late. If I may give a kind of analogy here. Yeah, sure. It feels like they... Th this movie came out of nowhere. Like, in nowhere in the sense of there was no book behind it except for like a textbook. A little mini textbook. Sure. Yes. They turned that into a movie... And then they kind of liked what they did. 
And so they're in the pool, but they're still holding on to the edge of the pool. They want to keep all the characters they had in the original movie. Instead of moving on to a different adventure in a different world, they're keeping all the same characters, including the comic relief, who it makes no sense for him to come back. And they're like, okay, we're going to bring back these characters that we know, and then we're going to make this really bad villain. He's going to be worse than Voldemort. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You but can't it's already undercut. established, though. But you can't undercut the power of Voldemort. And that's the problem with putting Grindelwald in here, is either he's not as bad as, as Voldemort, or he's worse. And either Voldemort way, was beat fit. by a 12-year-old. Hopefully there's a villain hey, worse. Okay, he, he might have only been five foot two, guys, but he was 17. He was originally beaten. He originally beat him when he was a baby. Don't yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so hopefully true. Grindelwald is cooler. But Voldemort was like Can this horrifying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> out of context for that. It's, it just feels, it's just bothersome to me that they keep trying to capitalize, cash but, grab the Harry Potter but, universe. But, but Joel. Like the the budget that went behind this and the effects and how it brings magic to the screen. I know you were underwhelmed. Were you talking about this movie or Doctor Strange? Uh, No, Doctor Strange was a ripoff of Inception. This movie where you can see magic (laughs) happen on screen in these creatures, which. Granted, may take away from. Are the you cool saying magic narrative. like there's magic or that uh, no, I'm the story is magical? Effects. The story I don't even but know. But the problem is but the effects remind me of Harry Potter, and it brings you back into the world just a little bit, but just enough. Yeah, but but they also bring undercut, you back into a world that you think is kind of mediocre also, anyway. They also undercut some of the magic from the previous movies by breaking rules that were previously established. Oh, here we go. Creating new rules. Here's my nerd glasses. Yeah, creating right. new rules that weren't in the original franchise. It just drives me nuts that they keep trying to do this. But and Jude Law's Dumbledore. Is that mm, not, not okay? No. I think it is. Because no. he's not Richard Harris. Not my Dumbledore. Hashtag. <laughs> you don't, you have put, a lot of the Dumbledores, actually. No, Richard Harris was my ideal of what Dumbledore should be. Even Michael Gambon I was not a fan of. And Jude Law, like when he's like, I can't go after him. I can't go after Grindelwald. Newt, you must do it. And I'm like, Why? Like, why? And I'm sure we'll find out. Here, here's the thing. But it just bothers I me. Think they're, I think they have five movies planned for this franchise. Yes, it feels like they're playing their hand in the second one. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they'll put it all on screen and say, yeah, there's even more story to come. But I'm sorry. Like, nobody wants to see Johnny Depp in this role. Please bring back Colin Farrell in some way. That's the problem with all of Johnny Depp's off-screen drama. Yeah. I'd be surprised if Grindelwald's going to be through the entire franchise, which then again undercuts the big bad. Colin Farrell would have been a better villain the whole time. Yes. Probably. Totally. Yeah, but then they wanted the big name of Johnny Depp, not knowing what they were going to So, into. Joel, you're saying you don't want to come to the screening with me because I'm going to bring you to screenings again. Uh, and Jake, you, you too. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But no, I, unless I, it's I, this one. I would like to know, <laughs> listener, I would like to know if you, if the fans of Harry Potter out there, if you're totally on board with this franchise or if you're like me when you're like, this is not the Harry Potter of my birth. Of your birth. It's a reference to Far and Away. Okay. It's not the Ireland of my birth. <laughs> Pretty um, obscure, man. Yes, Pretty obscure. Seriously. <laughs> I like to dive deep. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. This is not the So, Jake, do we miss any? Uh, yes. So, uh, Mortal Engines, where does nah. that come into this? Because the budget on that looks wild. Yes. And it will also, bomb. and it's also got, uh, who's attached to that? Oh, no, it's Peter not. Jackson's only producing. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not directing, though, is he? So, yeah, that one. But it has the same look. It, it, it just seems a little too far out there, and it doesn't have like the Mad Max uh, built in audience. I think it's going to bomb as well. And the fact that they try to take these young adult books and, and compile them so much, even if it's only the first movie, that's basically all we get. 
It looked like a giant cliche in the trailer, which was the trouble. It kind of did, but I like the concept. No, like yeah, the concept and the visuals look, look cool, it's and then they giant, get into the plot, and I'm like, Ugh, it's cities, countries, mobile are, cities, yes. yeah, that are driving around, destroying and conquering other mobile cities. Yes, yes. it's cool. Uh, Alita, Battle Angel, no. Bomb. Bomb? Is it was, isn't Akira? No, it's Alita. Alita? Alita, Alita This right. was meant to come out three months ago. Was delayed till the end of the year. And like they, they know this movie will bomb. I can't get past her freaky big eyes. It's so weird looking. Because it's like half CG. And the, okay, I, sh- I should point out. She's not, <laughs> I'm not making fun of, a, of an actress's Amanda looks Seyfried, here. Amanda Seyfried no. plays Alita. <laughs> <laughs> no, they take this actress and they actually <laughs> digitally enhance her eyes. Because she's supposed to be uh, an android. And so she's got abnormally large eyes. And I just had a hard time getting past that. The Old Man and the Gun? Robert Redford's presumably final movie. He said that for a while now. Uh, I think it. Look, I think it has kind of has some charm to the trailer. Don't kind you think? of, it feels like a throwback kind of charm. Can yeah. You, you like the what was the Robert Redford one where he's out at sea? I didn't really like it. You didn't like that? No. I thought you did. It was like a C plus. Hmm. That's liking for Kent. <laughs> Loved it. That is. Oh, what about Peter Farley doing a serious movie? Ed, that's kind of crazy. And it right? actually looks legit. Which one? Uh, Green Book. Oh yeah 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 with a with a Viggo Mortensen. No yes and. Uh, about the guy traveling around the world, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one actually looked not both, bad. Both actors are great. I think the the accent from Viggo Mortensen is it's distracting, crazy. but he's such a good actor. I think he he'll is. pull it off. He's a good actor. And I think this movie will actually be kind of a great buddy. It's going to be nominated. No, it does. It does look good. Mark my yes. words, that won't be nominated for either best actor or best supporting actor. Yes, you think it will? I think it will. I think yeah. it will too. I mean, but. Peter Farley, though. It's like, hey, what have you done? Oh, there's something about Mary. Stuck on you. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. And then Green Green Book. And then, yeah, it's so strange. Yeah. Now, there's, and that's the thing is we encourage you to go look out there, see movie trailers that are coming up because, I mean, there's some good ones that are coming up. Look at the ones we talked about, but then let us also know if you're looking forward to any that are out there or want certain ones to bomb. Yeah. We're happy to hear that, too. We're sorry. <laughs> let us know where we're wrong on our Facebook page or on our Twitter page or at BaconCell.com, wherever you can find us. Oh, or on Instagram, too. You can find us there. But All those places. Yes. And patreon.com forward slash bacon cell. Yeah. Or buy our merch at tpublic.com. There's a lot of places. Jake, we're just doing your job at the yeah, end of the show now. Oh, this is easy. Yeah. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 7to6joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Also find Bacon Sale on Twitter. And and as Kent said, uh, go to patreon.com slash bacon sale and go check out. You can get little, if you're not a patron, you can go in and you can see what some of the content is that we're giving because we put videos and different things up all the time. That's really interesting stuff. And in the meantime, remember, just a spoonful of sugar can help Joel's bitterness go down. What? <laughs> If the show sucks, it's Kent's fault again. No, there's something bad about that. It's not that hot. It's not that hot in here. So keep on all your clothes. You can get leprosy by eating armadillos. Well, so. Kent doesn't have to worry about that. That's not a. That's an unclean meat. Glub, sure. glub, kiss, kiss. <laughs> this will be the second coolest Creed movie. Number four is Ultra Camp Awesome. All the way. Ultra Camp Awesome was the subtitle. It's I a am sequel to a spinoff of a sequel. <laughs> you hipster. I would pay money here? not to have to watch that. Oh, what? Just uh, his weird face in the cover. I don't like it. It's unnatural. Steve Carell's face? What? Yeah. You hate, you hate his face? Yeah. Ken's a jerk. It's <laughs> <laughs> official. I'm a jerk. <laughs> I have dolls that I've carved out that look like you guys so I can reenact this show so uh, they go better. Well, we, yeah. we, gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> it didn't quite land. 
but I still... It landed like a turd in the wind. What do you mean? <laughs> they... Please be R. I just wish you could squeeb. <laughs> Go... Squeeb! <laughs> it seems like people actually care. Please care. I think it's just you. Dun dun dun. Family friendly. Uh, also family friendly myself. Hey, that's noteworthy. I yeah. saw you hesitate. <laughs> you resisted. I'm marking that down. <laughs> He want. has a 12-pack. There abs on top of abs. Yeah. Where do you want those that on top unhealthy. of? It's yetis who uh -huh. think that humans are the monsters. Why would you want to see Channing Tatum like mumble through an animated movie? Because you can imagine his abs. But you have Ryan Gosling to look at. Is that insensitive? It's a little insensitive. <laughs> Should I not laugh? No, it's it's you. But he... <laughs> Oh wait, he's basically the dumb version of Mark Wahlberg, if that's even possible. He's a lesser Channing Tatum, is that what you're saying? Yes! <laughs> it won't be good, and I'm not gonna see it. Uh, I like other guys. Who needs to see the extended story of Mary Poppins? I do. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone is all... <laughs> wow. Actually, I'll agree with I you. I did not expect that. <laughs> no, Mary Poppins is gorgeous. I'm gonna back up that... <laughs> Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel, <laughs> Lin Manuel, <laughs> outtakes. Hey, this could totally be a yeah. Lin Manuel, no, dang it. <laughs> Tyler Perry hears words and then says, "I'm gonna make that movie next week." I, I was gonna get mean, but Psycho, mother. <laughs> Do you like how I said, I'm going to get mean, and then I just went mean? Do you like how Jacob and I are physically backing away from the kid <laughs> right now? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> 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 own that joke. You've made my day. Yes. <laughs> and you kept going. I just did the quantum leap music in bubbles. <laughs>